How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Come through, queen. I want to see ya. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come, Come through, through, Queen. This is episode 83. Good morning, good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. Hi, Brendan. Hey, Dan, it's a big week, but we should get one thing of housekeeping out of the way before we even, like, dive in. What? So, by listener demand, we have started a Facebook group. Yes. So, we used to have a Facebook page, but, like... It still exists. It still exists, but that wasn't really doing much for us or the people who listen. So, we decided to take... It to the next level. Take a leap into the deep end with a Facebook group. Yeah. And all you have to do is search for Come Through Queen in the Groups tab on Facebook, and you should be able to find us. Can't miss us. Yes. But let's get into everything else. Yeah, there's... Who would have ever thought on the seven days that include Thanksgiving since we've recorded, that all of this would have happened. a busy week. But first, let's start with a lot of stuff in our own lives. How was your thing? What happened in our own lives? I know, like what we did over. Oh. Like, <laughs> no, like no one died or anything. It's okay. Um, Thanksgiving was great. I was in New Jersey for like a swift twenty-four hours. Mm-hmm. Alex came along for the ride. Some Switch games, you know, Mario Kart, Turkey. There's gobble, a gobble. Switch game named Turkey Gobble Gobble. No, like we brought the Switch home. 
I know. So. I was kidding. You said <laughs> Switch games like Mario Kart. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a joke. So you were front and center for the parade. Yeah. So I like was right up in the balloons. My roommate's office opened up and it was actually really cool because it was like at eye level with the balloons. Yeah, it was like, a little scary. Yeah, it's like an experience to be had. We were we really wanted one to escape and come to us. Um, we mm-hmm. had mimosas, was home by noon. Yeah. Took a long nap on the couch and <laughs> just lived my life. That's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful day. Um, but that was just like the kickoff to our long Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Which we both had some really monumental moments. It's New York City. Brennan... You saw Call Me By Your Name five times this weekend? Twice. <laughs> twice <laughs> in one day. Twice in one day. And I don't have any regrets. Uh, we follow, Alex and I followed your lead and saw it the following day. What's your review? Well, the first, should people run or not walk? I think you should. I think it's actually very interesting. I'm glad I saw it last weekend because like all of a sudden like everyone had an opinion. The this backlash. Week. And like unnecessary backlash like i'm sorry it's not open in the city that you're in yeah yeah like we have to pay like ginormous rents Mm -mm -mm. you guys get cheap housing but have to wait a little bit to see call me by your name yeah it's a trade-off um but i really loved it i as you know i read the book like 10 years ago when it first came out Mm -hmm. um i loved it i i think that timote should win the oscar star he's a star He's definitely, like, the breakout of this movie. Oh, definitely. I think everyone but Army is the breakout of the movie. Yeah. Timote and the father. And, like, not to spoil it, because that father thing was late in the movie. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the details of what happens. But, like, yeah, I see what people are saying, but, like, I didn't really care about that part as much. Mm. I thought Timote really... It's, it's, It's nice when you, like, read a book, and then the movie comes out so much longer that... It's not like you read the book while knowing about casting and stuff. Right. So you had your own image in your in your brain. Right. And like my image and Timote were pretty close. Yeah. And I feel like nothing else was really close, but it all worked. The house was a lot different than I imagined. What did you imagine? You imagined like a little a little Italian Well, no, I think it was like I think the big thing was like in the book, and we shouldn't like do we shouldn't deep dive into Call Me by Your Name. Oh, yeah. But in the book, um, it's like on the ocean, okay, and like it was that was yeah, a that part of it, and yeah, like so all that. But like I, I will see it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand. It's not like it's not like the Sixth Sense or Get no. Out, where you need to like go back and like. <laughs> but but like books and movies, like no matter what they are, you notice new things when mm. you see them. I'm glad I saw it twice on um, Friday because the first time I was in, I made a bad decision in the theater I went to. I should have thought about it yeah. a little more. I went to the one closest to my apartment, which happened to be the one in the park. And that's the place where, it's the Paris Theater if you're familiar with like New York. And that's the place where I feel like the Upper East Side people who go to see every single movie that mm-hmm. come out, that comes out go to that theater so it was like there were a lot of gay people there but like it was mostly like an older straight crowd yeah and like they're like the kind of people who it's like a business transaction to go into the movie get out so like one of the best scenes is during the uh the credits Mm -hmm. and like people were leaving oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
A few people left, but I didn't. I think they only left because they didn't know what to expect. Sit through the credits. It's a major part of the movie. Right. Like, don't leave credits unless it goes black. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about... More importantly... Not more importantly. More importantly, let's, let's... Dua Lipa was here in New York, Hammerstein Ballroom, Black Friday. Now, just the lead up to this, Alex and I were very concerned. Wednesday, she cancels meet and greet. Her throat's not feeling well, but she's going to go on with the show. We're nervous at this point. Thanksgiving Day, we're worried. I was like praying. What's happening? Casting spells. Thanksgiving Day, she cancels, I believe it was her Montreal show. We're freaking out at this point. Dua pulls it together for Black Friday here in New York City, baby. She doesn't, she can't miss the show. She goes on. Beautiful performance Mm -hmm. from start to finish. If she's coming to your town, try to get some tickets. She uh, has, I mean, she, it's a real bare bones. It's a performer on stage with some dancers. A perform- no dancers, no dancers. A band? A band. Oh, I knew yes. that. I like, I saw some Snapchats and I like was tapping through them and I saw people. But don't worry. She does a fair amount of dancing. She's got a few moves up her sleeve. Nice. Um, the merch is unfortunately a little limited. I was looking for a few more options. And I got this You shirt. like really become a merch queen in 2017. Well, you know, I think they make great either pajama shirts or thotty shirts. Like if you're going to cut off a sleeve and like prance around Provincetown. So it's like really two possible birds with one stone. And... Uh, she was snubbed for best, best New Artist in the Grammys. Um, and Rolling Stones did not put her at number one for New Rules, a song of the year. Like, she's somewhere in the middle with her Miguel song, which Alex and I agree is, like, one of the worst songs in the album. So okay. I don't know what's going on over there in Rolling Stone. It did seem like that from social media, every queer person I knew was either at Call Me By Your Name or at Dua Lipa on that Friday night. I mean, pick your poison. Yeah, and then we met up afterwards. And we picked some poison. <laughs> we picked some poison. Um, y'all left pretty early. I got really mad at this straight guy who was like... Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I don't hate straight people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I, I actually love straight people, but like, I, t- I tweeted something. One like, of some of your best friends are straight people. <laughs> yeah. But like, this, there was this one guy on the dance floor, and I like knew he just wanted like so much attention, and I was like, if I want to see someone like living their life on the dance floor. I want to see Timothée Chimier. Mm-hmm. Not like... He was very Katy Perry backpack boy with those moves. I don't know. I like backpack mm-hmm. boy. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't hit it. You left early. And then when you were leaving, our friends Tring and Tim came and I was like... And they actually came because we invited them, but Alex was on a journey that needed to end. To outer space. So... So that's that. That's let's, that. Woo. Let's God. get into Call me it. by... Call me by... My name. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the big news of the week, like in mainstream news. Brendan, this probably is one of the moments where like when someone sees something, they run to you. I, okay. I've never received so many messages from so many people. (laughs) Like, I'm not even kidding. Like woke up to texts to tweets, to all sorts of things. I knew not to even bother reaching out to you because I knew you would probably be overwhelmed at this point. 
Yeah. Um, so everyone heard the news about Matt Lauer. He's a piece of shit, co-core every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you know anything about me, maybe you follow me on Twitter, maybe not, you know that I've had this obsession with Ann Curry for years now. And if you've been to Brendan's cubicle at work, there are <laughs> numerous cover stories of Ann Curry plastered on his cubicle walls. Well, the reason they were there is, okay, so when there was this book came out that came out after Ann Curry got deleted from the Today Show, Yeah. Um, Brian Stelter, who now is at CNN and is like, he is a person who covers other media. He's a media reporter, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, he wrote this book called Top of the Morning, which is like sort of like a splashy, trashy take on like everything that went down. Yeah. Anyways, it Except was like- seemingly- Skipped over this part that all came to fruition. Yeah, he didn't have the scoop. But um, two covers came out in Touch and Us Weekly, and they were like, one of them says, is a big picture of Ann Curry, and it says, stabbed in the back, um, which is my favorite. Then I forget what the exact other headline is, but those have been up in my cubicle for since 2012, mm-hmm. or, or maybe 2013 or something, whenever that came, whenever the book came out. Um, a question that some fans may be wondering. Mm-hmm. Is Ann Curry your mother, or is Meredith Vieira your mother? Well, Meredith Vieira, actually, this is the funny, not the funny, this is the interesting part about all this. So, Meredith Vieira was my all-time favorite. When Anne took over, I was like, I miss Meredith. Mm. But then when everything went down... You didn't know what you had. Yeah, like, when we found out that Matt had, like, forced... And out in like this like really dastardly way mm-hmm. and became my stepmother, but like a stepmother that I love. Yeah. And like sometimes overtakes Meredith for the spot. Mm-hmm. So that's how that is. Yeah. And in all this, there was some like leaked footage of Matt being nasty to Meredith too. Well, there were, there were like two things. There was that um, where he was like talking about how the view looks when she bent over. Yeah. And then there was this other clip from Watch What Happens Live in 2012 where Katie mm-hmm. Couric was on and Andy was playing Plead the Fifth with her and he asked her what uh, what's the most annoying habit Yeah, Matt's. worst habit, yeah, yeah. Um, and she said, he pinches my butt all the time. Yeah. And then Andy like made some snide thing about like, oh, I wish he pinched my butt. Or Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, I'm not like defending Andy, but like... Mm-hmm. Merit and uh, not Meredith. Katie was laughing as she was telling that story, although I'm sure laughing uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a weird thing. But crazy that this all came out like so many years ago while she was on Watch What Happens Live, and then this happens. Yeah, and like I find it very interesting. All of the stories that we won't go into like everything about the Matt yeah. story, but run to the Variety piece, whose writer of that piece mm-hmm. is writing a book on the View. Yeah. Which we cannot wait for in this household. Ramin Saduda, I think, is how you pronounce his name. But he's... I've, like, known of him for, like, years and years and years. Because he's written, I think, about the media in this way. Mm. Um, And he's gay. Oh. Yeah. Um, So, that's that. Um, Justice for Anne. Justice for Anne. Um, She is our mother. She is... We're going to have another queen this week. But she's, like, the empress. Yeah. So, so there's more morning talk shenanigans going on. So because a lot of stuff has changed at The View, we like need to give a little bit of a View update. Because yeah. the landscape is... 
different. Well, last week we talked about how Megan was missing earlier in the week, mm-hmm. seemingly prepping for her wedding. Surprise, the wedding happened this past weekend. Yeah. And like, you can go to People Magazine yeah, or whatever. I'm sure there's for that. like some snapshots. She walked down the aisle and like the carpet was fucking cowhide, <laughs> which is disrespectful to cows I know. Like, what is this? Like a Joanne themed wedding? Well, like, her brand <laughs> is like. I have so many thoughts on her brand. Her brand now is like, I'm getting back to my country roots. Uh, when she spent... Her brand used to be like, I'm a New York City baby, let's get brunch, baby. Yeah, it used to be like, oh, I'm like the less awful conservative. Yeah, now she's like, whatever. Yeah. So I made <laughs> Dan watch this one clip of the view that happened. Was that, that was today. I guess, you know. Yeah, it was today. Because I, right. during, I watched during lunch. I go get mm, lunch. Mm. I sit down. I eat my lunch and watch as much as the view as I can. Take a little time. Like Army the... does as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, we missed the part where Timothy Chamolet... Timothy. Timothy. Uh, included Mary J. Blige <laughs> in his acceptance speech at that Gotham Award show. Oh, yeah. And made our, uh, our tw- tweet from a while ago... Of and, army dancing to the View theme song, all the more relevant. Yeah, did you? You never commented that um, I called into our call line seven one seven four seven freak on Monday. All I did was yell Timothée Chalamet. <laughs> I, I ignored that. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the video. okay. Yes, yes, yes. So I made Dan watch this clip from today, and like this is how like the View has felt sort of since Megan has joined, and it's only escalated more and more and more. Well, the the feeling is. Megan probably feels the strongest about her views since Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Right. But Elizabeth Hasselbeck, I don't think, had as much of a horse in the race. You mean like she's most conservative? I don't think she's the most conservative. She's the strongest feeling conservative. The, The strongest feeling and has talking points to back it up. Like Candace Cameron Bure was probably the most conservative of them, of them all, but couldn't like string it together in an argument. Yeah, and Jed was more interested in like she wanted to balance like the work and friendship life, which I appreciated. Well I think also Jed is probably a little bit more of a libertarian, mm-hmm. which is a different breed than I don't think Megan would identify as a libertarian. No, she identifies as a conservative and she's yeah. red state. Baby. Baby. Cow high, baby. How did you feel about watching this <laughs> clip? I felt very uncomfortable. And I, f- I mean, I, f- I feel bad for Megan because, like, she's the one ding dong on the show, like, fighting against four other people, usually. Yeah, but, like, there's that. She signed up for it. Yeah. And she came from a show called Outnumber. I know. On Fox now, News, right? now, surprise, you're the one who's Outnumber. But, like, my big thing, and this is, like, gonna get more, this is gonna get, like, actually, like, super political for a second. Mm. So, if you want to skip it, like, hit 15 twice. <laughs> uh, but, like, she does this thing where she wants to explain a Trump, a Trump uh, supporter to the group as mm-hmm. if. The media hasn't been selling that narrative about, like, everywhere you turn, you get a New York Times piece about a Trump supporter. Yeah. So it's like, we don't need it, Megan. Like, everyone knows. We got it. We got it. Like, poverty, yes. Financial Mm -hmm. hardship, yes. Like, we get it. So Mm -hmm. stop trying to say, like, stop pretending it's a new thing. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Was that too much? No. It's okay. Great. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on. Um, Summer House is coming back. So we didn't cover Summer House in the show. I watched casually and then I finished it. Um, when it aired last, I guess, fall into winter or whenever. Yeah, I think Alex ended up watching the whole season in one day while I played video games in the other room one weekend. Yeah, so the original crew of Kyle Cook, Lauren Workus, Carl Radke, Lindsay Hubbard, and Stephen McGee... Where's the other Workus? She's here, but she... (laughs) I think she's, like, playing a major friend to the Mm. summer because she's moved to California. Um, And then joining are Oliviera, a Puerto Rican self-proclaimed guys girl from Ugh. Hoboken. How many guys girls do you think live in Hoboken? They're all guys girls. Um, who had previously dated Radkey. I see Jersey City as more of a guys girl place than Hoboken. To be honest, I don't know that. You it don't was. know the, the <laughs> <laughs> And then there's two other um, housemates, Amit Newman, a single entrepreneur who is friends with Radkey. And Amanda Batula, Cook's girlfriend, who may be entering the house with him as a couple, but still wants to find her own voice and identity within the group. Yeah, so that's our crew for this summer. So the trailer's online, but I thought the most interesting part to me is that Stephen McGee, who is the only gay person in the house, he seems to have an elevated role this season. He's seemingly holding a giant bottle of rosé. And Which is was, like the equivalent of a peach for the like, show. And like, I don't think they necessarily do like FOHs the way Housewives do, but like, he was definitely like a background player who still got his headshot taken last year. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, because well, they don't have like. Was he in the intro? He was in the intro, right? I don't think they had an intro like they. Uh, how do we know who's <laughs> relevant and who's not? Well, I think it's all like placement in the trailer and on the website, but like he seems to be a ma- main player. Well, I do have to say as someone who had no idea what was going on in the trailer, his plot point was definitely like the most coherent of them all. Yeah, so he's gay and like his parents don't really know or like don't aren't okay with it. And his parents also seemingly are Britney from Vanderbump's Rules parents. Yeah, they're very like not New York. Um, I think he's from Tennessee originally, but mm. I could be wrong if I remember. Oh my god, ba- ba- just like Brittany. She's from Kentucky. Oh, Vanderpump yeah. Rules oh. takes Kentucky was the name of the show. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> someone has to be a scholar here. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to tune in because I it, this is technically a Vanderpump Rules spinoff. That's how we got here. Yeah. It's in the um, cinematic universe. Also, this Stephen McGee kid, I always see him at the Fresh & Co. near me when I'm ordering a Santa Fe salad. Yeah. I've seen him around multiple times. Do you, so these people all still have real jobs. That's the whole thing about the show, is that during the week they work, and on the weekend they party, and then like Monday morning, they all... This is what stressed me out about the show. I know. Actually. Oh my god. I they couldn't even imagine. They have to get back from the Hamptons to... I hate like a Sunday night activity... I need to like get ready mentally, physically, emotionally. For well, the these week. people were like drinking rose up until I know, the wee up until hours like 4 and then driving. Yes, and then driving like three hours later. Wild. Let's go to uh, a saner shore. A saner? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just when you thought their days of fist pumping were over, the Jersey Shore crew is returning to MTV for another season dubbed Jersey Shore Family Vacation in 2018. Mm-hmm. So this all came out 
on the tail end of the Florabama shore. Florabama. <laughs> yeah, the Obamas have moved <laughs> to the shore and are being filmed for MTV. Yes. Uh, the premiere with of Carly Fiorina. <laughs> with Carly Fiorina and um, Zany Hijinks. Okay, so they confirmed Monday during the premiere of that show, the second uh, that they will be airing next year a show with Nicole Sticky Polizzi. Jenny J. Ralph Farley, Mike the Situation Sorrentino, Paul Pauli D. Del Vecchio, Ronnie Ortiz Margo, Vinny Guadagnino, and Dina Cortez, who is my personal fave, are all expected to return. Wait, okay, can we also talk about how you're Italian and you butchered that entire list? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just, I yeah. beg to differ. If Give me an Irish name and I can name them all. Get out of here. <laughs> Sammy Sweetheart Giancola was not <laughs> named in the press release. That had me... Shaking. So, this is not right. And, I mean, the writing was on the wall. Because you know every, everything that they've done has had one or the other or neither. But give me Sammy over fucking Ronnie. Who cares? I know. I would be very... I feel like Sammy is the one who has changed the most. But um, I don't even think... I told you when I was putting these notes together, will you please read bullets two and three? Sure. Everyone was invited to come on the show, but Sammy was the only one who didn't want to. A big reason for that was because she didn't want to be around Ronnie. She has been enjoying her life off TV. I know. I, I read all this. And read, didn't, wa- read number and didn't three. want to change that. Sammy's working on another project. A source told Radar Line. I believe she's joining Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, I did not see that. <laughs> uh... But Celebrity Brothers is going to be like filming like next month. I don't think Family Vacation would be filming now unless they're going like somewhere tropical. I think they might pull, pull a fast one on us because they're going to use the momentum of, from Floribama Shore, if it has any, to put us into a Jersey Shore. Mm, Remember mm. back in the day with uh, yeah, all the yeah. Jersey Shores on top of each other? Yeah. So, I mean, this is Radar Online, so we can only dream. A lot of that's fan fiction. But... Someone from Jersey Shore is bound to pop up on Celebrity Big Brother one day. Sammy wouldn't be the one I would think. I think she would. I think she would because Snooki's already done like Celebrity Apprentice, which was sort of above the Big Brother model. Yeah. I don't know. I think think, like the go-to is always like Snooks, then probably Pauly D., like back in the day would have been situation, but I feel like situation has too many things, like too many He's negative drug. things attached to him. Um, but let's like talk about Sammy for a second. She gave us some of the best moments. Actually, my favorite line from the entirety of the show. Ron, stop. Ron, stop, stop. you torturing me. <laughs> was like so iconic. It's so underrated. She's underrated. Yeah, but it was also the aspect of the show that a lot of people were sick of. That, like, the Sam Ron part was just, like, the central focal point of so many seasons. Right. But still, like, don't bring me fucking Ron. Bring me Sammy. Yeah. She can come up with a new so tagline. So, apparently she has a new man. Mm-hmm. I w- and then Ronnie was with Malika for a while, but they've since split. Yeah. And then also, Sammy did have a podcast with Siggy Flicker. I know, which is, like, wild. Never forget. So, throw Sammy on a... Jersey, I guess. And Pauly D was with Aubrey O'Day for quite some time. I think they got back together. 
I hope so. I I'm hope she comes on this family sure vacation. And I um, feel like it wouldn't be below her to go on this family vacation at this point in her life. True. Also, everyone's going to be able to see the Vinny, like, glow up. Because <laughs> nobody, talked, nobody talked about him back then. But now, like, he's hot. Yeah. Like, legitimately. Well, he... Like, as in a human being sense. Well, you know what? The thing is, is like, he, he, like, dabbled it in it back in the show, like, wearing the glasses and, like... You're wearing glasses. Like a like he'll wear like a chunky sweater. Oh, you're saying that makes him hot. I thought you were saying like he looked nerdy in glasses. No, I th- no. I, I'm saying that that's like. Oh, I was talking up. more about like his hot body. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize he had a hot body. Yeah, follow him on Instagram. Oh, is he like thotting around on Instagram? A little bit, and he like Mm-mm. like that and a lot of memes. Mm-mm. He's the only like meme account. He also like. Like, recaps, like, The Bachelor and stuff. And he recapped Fire Island last year. Us Weekly had him recap Fire Island with, like, a gay Italian, and I thought that was Mm. brilliant. Was it, like, one of the Joeys? No. One of the Joeys? Like, Snooki had a gay friend named Joey. Oh, no, no, no. This is, like, a new new... new gay person. Okay. (laughs) A new new gay person. (laughs) He just came out of the closet. Um, Brendan Vanderpump rules. So... Dan doesn't care about this as much as I do, but like, well, because because they're not saying anything, right? But like, my favorite thing in the world is the Vanderpump Rules opening, which, to my credit, though, I have included in every New Year's Eve party playlist. Yeah, you always have to take credit. Um, <laughs> so I'll just give you a quick lineup of like who's in each title card. We can discuss if we want. We don't have to discuss. No, we can discuss. Let's discuss. We can give you credit for like probably aligning these in your head if you want. Like, <laughs> Okay, so first title card is Jax, Brittany, and Stassi. Which, this is like a glow up for Brittany. And I will say, the People People Magazine led with the fact, they were like, Jax and Stassi are back together. Oh yeah, it's, please. Um, two, <laughs> Sandoval, Ariana, and Sheena. Boring. Predictable. Three, Schwartz and Katie solo. Katie looks unwell. I have a lot to say about... A lot of people looking unwell. And then we get James Kennedy, Duty, and La La. This is my favorite shot. Okay, the past two years, whoever edits these intro cards has done <laughs> Duty, Duty. Dirty. Dirty. That should have been the name of this episode. Done Duty, Dirty. Um, but yeah, I my favorite title card is still season three. It lives on the... Um, the bookmarks bar on my browser. <laughs> and that's like how I access YouTube. I always go through. <laughs> sick. I know. Uh, this actually refreshed <clears throat> my memory. Stassi has been in a whirlwind this past week. Oh yeah. She said straight up with Stassi. She and like some other woman pretty much dragged the whole me too movement for two hours. Yeah, and then tried and then deleted it like almost immediately, but people had heard it and, and like, people recorded it. Yeah. And it's available online if you're looking for it. I'm not looking for it. I mean, I listened to like thirty minutes and then I had enough of it. Like the world's gone so crazy that like this You should go crazy too. This um I just was like, this story is already too much for me and I need to log out of it. Yeah. But apparently she lost sponsors. Hey. Hey. Come over here. <laughs> sponsor us <laughs> but anyway do you have anything else to say about Vanderpump Rules intro that impish fucking, <laughs> no one's ever gonna want to sponsor us with that attitude no, listen um, we'll sell a mattress 
So let's go into the next story, Dan, and then we'll get to the shows after we do this. Okay, we... I think we are responsible for this. Okay, this is the one time where I'll let Dan take credit for something because it was actually me. Um, we spoke this into the universe and it came true. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the Bravo Cinematic Universe. Where's Tabitha Coffee in this world? She is a strong figure in this universe. Mm-hmm. Here we are. It's Tabitha 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 Coffee is back in business, the family business. The 48-year-old Australian reality star who rose to fame on the 2007 Bravo series Sheer Genius and its 2008 spinoff Tabitha Takes Over is returning to the network that brought her fame with the new series Relative Success with Tabitha. And People's got an exclusive first look at this trailer, which you'll have to find on People.com. Yeah, sure. Um... Tabitha Coffee had previously helped struggling salons and other businesses on her previous television outing. This time, she'll be taking her no-nonsense style and her decades of entrepreneurial Mm. expertise to help family-run companies struggling to make it on their own. Thoughts? I'm excited. You work at a family business. That's true. Maybe. She should take over. She should take over. (laughs) Um... I think, like, this is definitely a better idea than the taking over salons, because, like, how many different ways can you tell them to, like, clean up the hair on the floor? Sure, but, like, her expertise was in salons. She doesn't know anything about, like, other No, but she's a businesswoman. It's kind of like Bethany going on Shark Tank. Like, she can tell you, like, come on, let's get these widgets going in the factory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, like, I like it. I'll definitely watch. When was the last time her show was, she had a show on? Like, 2012, right? Like, 2011, maybe. Well, they said it premiered 2008, so I don't know how many seasons it had. Well, no, she had, Tabitha takes over salons, and then she had the one after it that was, like, other businesses. Oh, okay, okay. I must have missed that. You know, I, like, I've always liked her from afar, but I feel like I didn't know what I had when I had her, and, like, now I want to, like, cherish that. She always reminded me of, you remember that? game show yeah the weakest link the weakest link yeah she reminded me of that i like totally read your mind <laughs> she should actually that, was, that should like, be reboot the it. show yeah reboot it with tabitha with tabitha i heard that woman who did that hosted that show is an actually like awful person i think i found my way onto her uh wikipedia i'm sure she's year. like a long lost cousin of connor bian was she irish yeah oh. <laughs> like notably irish i oh. feel like eh, they all sound the mm-hmm. same um, should we get into some shows here? Sure. So we had a great week of shows. No one disappointed this week, in my humble opinion. Yeah. I mean, they disappointed us in their actions, in some cases. Oh, yeah, but like... But not in, like, the riveting content. Yeah, the rivet- the content was there, and it was riveting. hmm Okay, Atlanta. I saw the content, and it was riveting. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what that means. I saw the tights and they were torn. Or I saw something from Drag Race. Never mind. Okay. We can move on quickly. All right. Atlanta. But a quick aside. We've mentioned Escape in passing over the past few weeks. How like none of us are really, neither of us are really caring to like tune in. Yeah. This past weekend was the perfect time to just like get through it all on an easy Sunday morning. I didn't do that, but you did. I did that. And actually, I would say out of all the candy 
spinoffs like Ski Lodges, Candy Factory, boop, 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 boop. I like Candy Coated Nights or candy whatever. What was her game show called? <laughs> no, that's a po- she had a podcast, Candy Coated Nights. No, but she had a game show or <gasps> something. Or like oh my God, a like Candy's show. like finding a star. Yeah. To make in the factory. <laughs> oh my God. No, I would say this out of all of them is the one to tune into. Well, because there's like other stars on it. It's well, not just her. Well, that, but also it's like ac- her actual life, her actual legacy, like there's stakes involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they came together for first the BT performance, then like some Essence Festival, and then they had one date. In Detroit. Fest- Was it the Essence Festival? Yeah. Like from Girls Trip? Yeah. Have you seen Girls Trip? No, but I'm sure that's it. You need to see it. Tiffany I know. Tiffany Haddish just got the, like, Critics' Choice Award. Yeah, yeah. Not Critics' Choice. Critics' Choice Award. Yeah. Yeah. No, or, like, Critics' Desk Award, which is actually, like, the good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. White men online were complaining about it. I know, and then some other white men loved it. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Essence Festival, and then it ended with uh, them doing a huge show in Detroit. So the whole show, like, Candy, like, really doesn't want to get back with them. And, and she's like, not. Spoiler and, the, alert. and, like, the two sisters are, like, be- like, kind of begging her. And, like, Tiny, like, kind of gives a shit. But Tiny's got her own world going on. And, like, she's alone for the ride. And she's, like, liking that she's a star rather than, like, supporting a star. Right, yeah. She has her own, like, canonical universe that she's living in. Yeah. Like, she's uh, had, like, seven Tiny, seasons. Tiny of, and yeah. T.I. take over. I don't know. So it ends in the Detroit show and like one of the two Scott sisters like apologizes to Candy on stage and then like brings out and like starts singing like Bible songs or whatever. Gospel songs? Gospel songs. (laughs) And then like, and Candy's moved and like crying a little bit and it seems like, all right, the girls are back. Like we're going to do it. (laughs) And then then like, it's like the, the end of Housewives season, Mm -hmm. like, what what's going on? It's like Candy decided to not do the next album with them. Like the other three are just gonna do it themselves. I think that's I think they like were on Watch Rappens Live before the last episode and like Oh yeah. They and they spoiled that. Yeah, they spoiled it and also like it's one of the most uncomfortable episodes of Watch yeah. Rappens Live. Like m- close to as uncomfortable as the Charlie Sheen episode, which was like Ugh. I wanted to like rip my skin off of myself. So but I, I wanted to show you and the audience something like this was this all transpired while I was in law school. There's a court case that they teach in law school about the producers of an escape song suing Mariah Carey. OK, so this was my introduction to Candy because I like didn't really know escape. Like now that I've heard some of the, their songs, it sounds familiar. But the produce like the writers or whatever of um, one of the escape songs sued Mariah for essentially copying the song. Okay. And the song that Mariah did was with 98 Degrees and Joe, I think. So I'm going to play you and our listeners right now the original escape song. Okay. And then the Mariah song. And we'll compare it and contrast. All right, you've heard that beautiful song, a lot of candy up in that 
And now, the Mariah, 98 Degrees, Joe Song. Brendan, what are your legal I, scholar thoughts? Okay, I put my legal cap on, and like, I heard the first one, and then the moment the second one came on, I was like, this is the same thing. <laughs> yes. And like, does everyone copy them? I mean, Ed Sheeran, hello. Uh, Ed Sheeran, Mariah, hello. So what, happ- what had happened was the, the two writers of the Escape song sued Mariah. Mm-hmm. The original judge... Like throughout the case, even though the, the the original writers like brought in like all these experts, they were like, "No, you haven't like proven enough for a jury to go listen that they're similar." Mm-hmm. And then in like the appeals court, they reversed the decision that that he had shown enough, which like was a precedent setting decision in terms of music, like that people need to be careful. In terms of like copying other people, which is why Candy was able to go and sue Ed. Candy and actually sued Ed. Or she, like, so what happened was she sued them. He she sued him. I think and they settled like settled and or like right, threatened yeah, to yeah. sue. She may not even even done court papers. Mm-hmm. She might have been like, listen, it's a letter. It's about to go down. Yeah, the first step is a letter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just feel like that's like. An important history moment for escape. Yeah. But the, the law, man. The law. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Atlanta. Okay, so are we going to get into it or are we going to get into it? Let's get into this gig. So. So. Stop. There's one thing. Okay, so that was my question. Are we going to get into it or are we going to get into it? When Candy was traveling somewhere... Mm-hmm. The packing. The packing, and then Cameron and some other guy wasn't around to book the hotel. So they were, like, driving around they looking for They were driving to New York. And she's like, aren't there vacancies at the Trump Hotel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was that was funny. There, Trump was mentioned twice in this episode, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Very, very New York. And speaking of very New York, Kenya copied Sonia and has an intern that's bopping around her house now. DJ. Yeah. DJ Tanner. Um, so the gays, the girls and the gays. The girls party. and the gays. Okay. Never forget white party. Yes. Which <laughs> is such a ripoff of Kyle Richards that it's crazy. Well, Kyle Richards was a tops and bottoms party, I think. Right. It was something almost worse. But the element, it was Nini saw two things on Beverly Hills and melted mm, them. Yes, yes, yes. Because she sold two of Kyle's parties. Not that Kyle Richards was the first to have a white yeah, party yeah, in this yeah. world, mm. but come on. Um, so, ugh. I, sorry, it's so off-putting and like, the way everyone talked about everything was so gross in this episode and like so weird. Like down to like the weird ex-gay stuff. Like Oh, Kim like the was Kim, like claiming yeah. to be ex-gay in a joking way, which is like fine. I'm I won't get too offended by it, but like still it's like ew. Yeah. 
But we did have... Like, little, Danielle Stoblast and I watched Robin's Live was more articulate about her past dabbling yeah. with women yeah, yeah, yeah. than Kim will ever be. For sure. Well, like, Kim... Kim can't cop to anything. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. Uh, but we have the one true king. Derek. Derek J. We've been waiting for someone, for one gay person, one of these parties have been to be like, what the fuck is going on? Well, Derek and Miss Lawrence, like, they're both, like, so legit and actually, like, really cool. Yeah. Um, I, well, I feel like they've, they've both become very successful based on their original appearances on the show that mm-hmm. they can, like, shit on the show if they right. want to. And be like, like, y'all are idiots. Yeah. This is so dumb. But I'll come anyways, because yeah. a party's a party. Hey, more camera time. <laughs> um, we get Marlo back in the gig. Which Marlo is taking a page from Luann's book in terms of her voice is reaching a new low that I couldn't imagine happening. Right. And like, especially it's shocking to me too, because I have a naturally high voice. So like, I couldn't even reach as low as any of these people go. Like, it's almost like... Marlo isn't actually speaking, but a bass guitar is playing. <laughs> oh my god. Like, it's just musical notes mm-hmm. forming words. Um, what did you think about Nini's house and, like, how the party was set up? It felt like the party... Part of the party was set up in, like, wh- the part of your yard where you would just, like, have, like, pine straw or mulch. Mm. There's a lot of pine straw down in Atlanta is where, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And it felt like... The party where they were first sitting was, like, set among the pine straw. <laughs> okay. With that first couch. And they spotted Kim and Sheree coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. If I, was having, if I had, like, a nice house like this, I would want my party to be outside. Sure. But it didn't seem like Nini had enough of a yard for that to happen. Yeah. That's what, like, it seemed okay. to be running into, I like, the saying. corners of her yard that are usually meant as just, like, the, the decoration. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, Dog with a bone? Yes. Charay shirt? That was crazy that she walked in with that. <laughs> there was a quick scene that, that I do want to mention. Kenya and Sheree side to side at the spin class. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, the lighting was, like, straight out of Ariana and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> And then, like, strangely, Kenya was, like, dragging Sheree as if Sheree's not the one who's in more shape. I thought that was weird, too, because, like, I thought Sheree's thing has always been that she was the one in most shape on this show. Yeah. So, like, are, like does Kenya think we're, like, blind or something? I don't know. I think... Like, like I'm, not, I'm not, like... Like, Kenya's a beautiful, in-shape woman as well, but, like, Sheree's athletic. Did, like, Ken, did Kenya mean, like, oh, like... I've got like the curves because remember her whole thing about the the stallion booty. Oh my god! Yeah, back in the day, that Which, was like, wild. Did any video end up coming out? I don't know. Can, like, can we go on Amazon right now? We should <laughs> check. Okay. Get Prime yeah. fired up. Okay, get it here in a day. One day shipping. All right. So no one really prepared us for Lisa Wu. 
I know, but like, I think the thing about Lisa Wu is to always be prepared for Lisa Wu in Atlanta. <laughs> like, she pops up. She does pop up, yeah. But like, the problem is it's very Camille Grammer and that she pops up and doesn't do anything. And I, yeah, I like wonder, I wonder if it's very Camille Grammer in like the way that like she might be getting like a stipend. Like, like a... A transportation cost. Or maybe like a thousand bucks to like pop into the party or mm-hmm. something like that. And like, I wonder levels in Atlanta more than I wonder in any other city because there's so many supporting cast mm-hmm. members that have brought so many things to the table. Like Derek J. He must be making something. What is Mama Joyce making? What is Mama Joyce making? What's the OLG making? Yeah. There's so many supporting players that do so much to make the show what it is. What's Ace making? It's so different than like New York. There's there's no supporting cast in New there's York. There's no one. There's no like, one. Their family's not even there. I mean, they don't I mean, most of them don't have a significant other. Right. And like no, their kids are never around. There's yeah. no mothers. There's no like there's no even like best friends. Yeah. They they're all they They've got. I would love. I would love to talk to whoever produces Atlanta and like just get some like. I just want to see some invoices. Mm-hmm. Like who's getting paid for what? Because it's so fascinating to me. Okay, Kenya. We've all come around on Kenya, and then she goes and acts crazy like this. It's like so tired, and it was like we're already at a guy in a gay, gay thing. thing and then she makes a reassignment joke she makes like a transphobic joke that's just like it's not even funny like it didn't make any sense and it's like a come in her whole thing trying to like claim that croy is somehow not kim's husband it's like no like like they've been they together 25 children like six years they've had like four years of a show yeah he's very real yeah I mean, the only thing for Kenya to say is, like, his football career, like, took a turn. Yeah. But, like, I'm sure he made a ton of money while he was a football player. Football players? The minimum that football players make is so insane. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I was talking about it with people who know the other day, and I was, was like, I'm going to bring this to the table here, but I forgot what it is. (laughs) But he's, like, he was, like, wasn't he, like, a... I don't want to speak out of turn. He's not a quarterback? I don't think he was. (laughs) I mean, like, did he touch the ball? But he was on... Dancing with the Atlanta Stars. Mm, mm, Remember, mm. never forget. Never. And they did actually show a clip from that because that's Sheree was also on Dancing with the Atlanta Stars. So when Sheree and Kim were getting drinks yeah, at Kim's house out of a solo cup, she brought it up. Also, I know for a fact that the open container laws in Georgia do not allow that kind of driving with open containers in the car. So that's illegal. It's illegal. Illegal. What's the law? I just know that you can't do it because I've... In the car, no one can have one. I don't think so. In New Orleans... You can have have, some. You can have as many minus one. Because there has to be a driver. Yeah. And that's why New Orleans is like... That's the one of the only places in the world that has that. But, But prepare me for a moment. In Georgia, you can walk around outside with an open container. Because I'm going to Georgia in a few weeks. I think you can, maybe in certain places. I'm I think su- in Savannah. Savannah, you can. Yeah. I in think. Savannah, get ready for me with yeah. my open container. <laughs> well, like, Savannah and New Orleans are similar in a lot of ways, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Final thing. <sighs> it's funny that Chrissy Teigen, being such a super fan that she is, 
is getting dragged inadvertently into this by by Kenya saying oh, yeah. to to Kim, why don't you pimp your daughter out for John Legend tickets? Mm-hmm. Which but is I, where we end. I'm pretty sure Chrissy Teigen got them those tickets. Yeah. Like when that all when that all happened. I remember when it all mm-hmm. happened. It was like a tabloid thing. Yeah. It's like that's the sort of tabloid thing that I don't mind being brought onto the show. Though. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I know the players here. I know what happens. Like mention it all. I mention it all. Mention it all. <laughs> okay. Shall we bop over to OC and Shannon Storms? Yes, Shannon Storms. I was bamboozled, befuddled, Swing gasping from the for air. Like, please. <laughs> For the love of God, get your old name back and bring your children with you. I feel like we knew this and forgot it. Probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we knew it on the show, but we might have known it like once when Shannon first started on the show and like we might have Googled or whatever. I feel like we knew about it. Her maiden name being Her maiden name. Because do you remember this weird rumor when Shannon first started that... She was the sister of Heather McDonald. <laughs> no. There was a rumor. Because, like, I think because they both live in the OC, and I think Heather McDonald has a sister named Shannon, and I think mm. Heather McDonald was present, like, the one of the first so parties that Shannon was at, um, at Heather DeBro's house. Yeah. With the rodeo thing. Mm-hmm. All of that. So, just fun fact. But Shannon Storms. Yeah. So, let's talk about what... What do we want to talk about in the OC reunion? Okay, I liked when she, when Shannon broke down Lydia's diabolical plan in her return, which is go after Shannon. You'll know you'll get a reaction out of her. Make yourself relevant. <laughs> I was like, you're right. That's like that's exactly what you, would happen. You got her number. If I was not on the show and I had watched the show, that's exactly yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, Megan announcing her one month pregnancy. Like, had me gripping onto my chair with, like, fingernail marks into my chair. Like, ugh. Like, obviously she can do whatever the hell she wants, but, like... And, and also, I think time has passed since then, and we know she is still with child, which is Well, they is did, like, great. a corresponding, like, they did, it, they did it on the show, and they also had, like, E announced it. Yeah. Or whoever paid her for the announcement. Yeah, yeah. At the same time. But, like... As it aired. Like, I don't... Please, I'm not a medical professional, but I know you know enough. you know enough <laughs> to know. Um, so that's that. So uh, I wonder what this bodes for Megan's return, because like she's gonna be pregnant. She's either gonna be pregnant or uh, a a newborn mother when they're filming. A new mother. A new mother. But she's not a new mother. She's an old mother. <laughs> she's um, well, before. let's talk about... Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. But let's also talk about everyone else and, like, wh- the return. Because I think that's the most interesting part. Who will return? Megan, wasn't she... How pregnant was she was, was she last reunion? She was super pregnant. She okay. was showing. So then she'll still be pregnant if they come back. Definitely. And she'll have the baby on the show, which we haven't seen in a while since, like, Teresa... And Phaedra. Phaedra. I think Phaedra actually was pregnant for like half the season and then had the kid in the middle of the season. Whereas Teresa gave birth like in the beginning. Yeah, and Jacqueline too. Yeah. Um, 
they might want that as a storyline. But like, do we as a people want that as a storyline? You you well, were such an apologist for Megan. I'm sorry, Megan? I don't know what got into her. A baby, apparently. It always happens at reunions for her. No, but this was another level. She really came ready. Okay. Not that ready. She this all I'm sorry, also this two-part reunion was one of the best reunions of all time. Yeah, keep them at two parts. Uh, okay, we have a few other moments of the reunion before we, like, wrap up OC. Right, let's talk about, let's talk about Kelly and Peggy also. I want to say, like, yes. I want to say whether or not they return and yada, yada, yeah. yada. But Vicky admitted, which, like, I feel like this is the first time I really heard of all of this, that she had taken Adderall, then a Xanax, and then also NyQuil, and that's why she was a Looney Tune in Iceland. Yeah, so she took an upper, a downer. And then a I'd knock her out her. And then was drinking. Like, of course yeah. you're going to have fucking heart palpitations. Yeah. So then we also see the part where Vicky freaks out because I'm off the show is Tamara saying nothing looks good on you. Like, in some, like, bickering back and forth, mm-hmm. forth thing that transpired. Yeah. And, like, that was fine. The most interesting part of that was that Andy was watching it while it was happening. And he posted a screenshot of that to, like, his Instagram story. And people were reading into it, like, on, uh, I think, Reddit or something, being like, does this mean she's actually off the mm. show? Which, he, like... He posted this, like, while they were recording? No, 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 like, that day. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Well... Let's talk... Should we talk about the big moment? The what moment? The big moment. Sure. The Tamra, Vicky, Shannon... Sisterhood of the Traveling Couch. The hug heard around the world that started as a almost Danielle Stabian and Jacqueline... Forced hug. Forced hug between Vicky and Tamara. Then Tamara had Shannon come up and it was like the force. Like Shannon joining the hug made it more real for Vicky and Tamara, I think. Because yeah, like, Shannon starts crying. It was like the Triforce. The Triforce. Oh my God, the Legend of Zelda, yes. Yeah. There's there's three pieces of the Triforce. Yeah. Um, it was a moment that changed everything. Like Vicky asking to move to the other couch, and then Kelly scooting over as far away as she can get from Peggy. Oh well, I thought I read it more as like Kelly taking her place as like the next, mm. like the person who is most important. Oh, on the yeah, other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like everyone before this happened was talking about, and we had only seen the photos of them hugging really. Yeah. Everyone was like talking about, oh, well, this will be Vicky's last season. No. Sorry. Sorry, guys. They're, they're going to squeeze at least two more out of us with this plot line because we're going to have a, at least half a season where Vicky is good. And, um,. Tamara followed Vicky on Instagram today. Yeah. And I only know that because um, a former guest of ours, Carrie... Yeah, tweeted about it. Tweeted about it. Thank you, I would have I, That would have slipped under my radar. Yes. And, like, that's very important to Tamara. It really is. <laughs> I mean, like, she was willing to <laughs> sacrifice her relationship with her daughter so she could post something on Instagram. Remember that from last week? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, we'll stay tuned... Uh, Dan's, like, really itching for them to, like, get the cameras up. I, I want this to be, like, 
a Jersey season three into four, like bada bing, like let's get going. There's a lot going on in these women's lives. It's not realistic for OC to do that though, because they do take time between. I know, but Shannon right now is living her new best life. She is still on her weight loss journey. Mm -hmm. Kelly is on her single journey. We have two single sisters. A lot could be going on right now. I think I need some time. No, that's fine. We all do need time. But I want to check in in this moment of time. No, 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 no. I want want them to all settle down for a second. Mm. Like, I think they all need a little more rest. Mm. Especially since I saw Kelly, like, a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) She needs to take some time for herself. Mm. Um, Shannon, I think, needs, like... I think she wants, like, a cool-off period. Yeah. To, like, do her... She also needs to get settled into Kodo Insurance. Stop it. That was shocking. I know. I screamed. Um, when Vicky, uh, offered Shannon a job, basically. Yeah. And then Shannon was like, only if I can take Michael's spot on the board. <laughs> Comedy queen Shannon will always be. <sighs> okay. And speaking about Shannon, we have a call from Shanani. In Canada. In Canada. With some thoughts on a Shannon Kim Richards. Connection. You'll hear, yeah. Hey Dan, hey Brendan, hey Nemesis slash third boyfriend Pushlarm. Uh, in case you happen to be there, um, Brendan requested I elaborate on my tweet that said Shannon Bedore is a watchable Kim Richards. And though that is controversial, I just want to say that my point is that they both are actively trying to use. Uh, being at the bottom of the barrel as being at the bottom of the barrel and falling down deeper as a narrative um but kim richards manages to fail at that which is actually really sad uh she makes sadness sad which is something that i don't want for my reality shows i demand levity uh shannon can at least scramble together a narrative I can want her to succeed against the deeply concerning Vicky. But no person has been better at humanizing Lisa Renna than Kim Richards. And sadly, that's entirely inadvertent. Um, All I wanted to say was that uh, Kim Richards is deeply sad and I never want her on my TV again. Um, My dog is begging for attention and she is in Kingsley, so I'm going to go play with her. I hope you guys have a lovely episode. Bye. Thank you, Shanani. She makes sadness sad. Beautiful words. Kim. Really, Kim does. Yeah. Shannon makes you want to root for her. Yeah, Shannon brings levity. We all need levity, like he said. But also, like I like I envision a world where Shannon will rise from this. Right, but like. There has always been a sadness to Shannon's character since she walked on our screen. Because she was not in a good marriage. And because we'll all see the truth someday. We'll all see the truth. <laughs> um, but uh, I also love the point about how Kim Richards managed to make Lisa Renna seem like a human being, which is a great point. Lisa Renna is a, hu- a wonderful human, but that wonderful was a mother. That was a beautiful call. Um, beautiful call. Thank you for calling in. Where can we call in if we're interested in doing that, Brendan? Uh, um, you can call seven one seven four seven freak. The lines are open. Um, yeah. So let's 
bob over to New Jersey right now. Boop. Okay. Jersey, apparently, guys, filmed their reunion today. The rumors are real. This is going to be a short season. A short season. Which, which, fine. It's been a beautiful season. Bring it on. Also, this season, I don't know if you've taken note of this. They're all filming together every episode. Yeah. Which has been a problem in New Jersey in the past and was a big problem with OC this year. Mm-hmm. We're like, can we get you all in a room? Yeah. They bop in together every episode, which is great. Despite the fact that they want to kill each other. They were together most of this episode, actually. Yeah. There was like a couple like one-off scenes with people. To the point where like I expected the final dinner scene because of the way... like. When we first checked into the dinner, it was just Melissa sitting at the table and mm-hmm. Teresa came yeah, to join. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're just oh, like yeah. having like a sister-in-law yeah. lunch. But I want to say before we start talking about this, this cast for me, right in this moment, they're all MVPs. Yeah. Everyone's doing their job. And I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. Because... I think the person lowest on my chain, Melissa, yeah, usually. Yeah, of, of course, She brought it. But let's, let's get into it because I want to talk about how shocking it was that when the episode started, we were still at the retreat. I know. I forgot because <laughs> that was two weeks ago. Yeah. I like forgot we were still there. And then, so we get... We were in a cliffhanger too. Oh yeah, like the, the showdown between Siggy and, and Margaret. Margaret. Which but wasn't like, a showdown. Yeah. But like... So that would have been like a real big letdown if you were like tuning in, you're expecting something. And then Danielle, who I swear to God, listen, if she's not holding a tomato or anything, she better be getting a, the same fucking check as at least Siggy Flicker here. She gets up. We all think she's going to call up Dolores. Dolores. She says, please welcome to the stage, Teresa Giudice. And we're, at, like, we're all like, what? why? Right. It's because Teresa said she was a prostitution whore in front of her daughters. And Danielle used the words prostitution whore. <laughs> yeah. Which was so shocking to me in like such a great way. Like hearkening back to a line from our past that we mm. we only ever see in like really like flashbacks and that sort of thing. Yeah. But like for the victim of that line to say it to wow, us. yeah. It was beautiful. And it's hard for Teresa to have a genuine feeling, but she seemed to be genuinely sorry about this. She, okay. I won't say, I won't go as far as she seemed to be genuinely sorry. I, you would expect Teresa to like freak out about yeah. it or like, do something negatively, but she like went with it. She namasteed. Yeah. You bitches. Yeah. Genuine is a strong word. Yeah. Cause I don't know if anything is genuine with her. Yeah. Nothing is. <laughs> um, Which actually is like a plot point later in the episode. Right. Um, let's go to that room with couches. I, I was like shocked that we were still at the retreat. I couldn't, I like, I thought everyone was getting like gussied up for dinner. Yeah. And we go into like a dark room with brown couches. And it's like another like let's talk about our feelings scene. And we get Margaret's story again, which is great, beautiful, yada yada yada. I know, but like she kind of It's blew it a few episodes ago. Like we already got the story. Right. With and the it's tears. also like 
to me, if I were her stepchild at this point, like... I'd be like, yeah, will you think that's going to change now? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, we get a bunch of, like, stuff with, like, people trying to get information out, out of Therese about Joe. But what I loved, 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 is, like, someone it then turned to Dolores and she said... Like, she said something like, like, I really wanted to take this opportunity to invite everyone to the dog fair that oh I'm God. hosting. The fucking dog fair. Charity. I would have ran out of the room. You know what? Um, someone's person was Joe allergic. Benino. Joe, Joe Benino. Benino was allergic. Um, That's why he wasn't petting the dogs. But he still showed up. Um, one point I want to make. We can talk about the dog fair yeah, first I, or not. It's but stupid. Like, I don't care about the dog when fair. When Teresa was getting coffee with Siggy... Siggy said that Teresa hasn't seen Joe, gone to see so, <gasps> Joe, since before her mom got sick. Her I, mom has been dead this entire season. I almost jumped out of my skin. Because doesn't she, like, say to the news media that she brings the kids to see him, like, every week? I think she says that to, like, In Touch. Alex thought that might have been the talking points for him bringing the kids to see her. But I'm pretty sure she says the same thing about bringing them to see him. Yeah, but to me, either way, it's like... Like... The writing's on the wall. Like, I feel like I've never been married, and I've never had a spouse in prison. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I would... Like, three months is a long time. Three months is... Maybe, like, I would have been... Had gone, like, a month month ago. Like, maybe a month and a a half. Three months. Is a lot. But also, like, not since her mom died. Since before her mom got sick, even. Like, you would think she's really sad. Like, who can I go to to comfort me? My husband. Mm-hmm. No. It's so crazy. It's, like, it's really interesting watching her because, like, not, like, you really got to, like, analyze it under the surface because like the surface isn't showing you anything she's not given anything yet she still remains the star um we don't have to dwell on the dogs but i do believe that i, this I was love the a- flashback of Teresa getting attacked by like a whole pound of puppies same and i do believe i will give it to these women for being professionals and knowing when to use a scene as like a pivot scene we need to like talk about this 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 and talk about this 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 so that something will happen yeah everyone's being a professional yeah danielle and margaret went off alone and the other girls were together and danielle and margaret talked about shit and you know danielle stirred the pot beautiful beautiful work (laughs) i i love like the way the way danielle speaks when she's like trying to do something sneaky like (laughs) the inflection of her voice is so insane there was something that, like, she was doing that, and then it cuts, like, Margaret in, like, a talking head, and she's like, oh, yeah, Danielle said this, but I believe she only has good <laughs> intentions. Um, I was, okay, I was so happy to be welcomed back to Posh. To Posh? With the cockroach? With the cockroach. Kim D, in her rightful place. The, like, has there ever been a super villainess quite like Kim D? And Andy likes her. Yeah. <laughs> She was at Watch What Happens Live <laughs> yes, and, on Halloween. In a cockroach costume. And the guests were Whoopi Goldberg and Julianne Moore. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and there's pictures of Kim D dressed as a cockroach with Julianne Moore. Yes. <laughs> it's sick. And like, we're having a charity event 
to support the families of the people who were shot and burned in her car. When they put the headline up, like, on the screen, did it say, like, execution? I think so, because they were shot, like... Execution Like, in their head. Oh. Um... I mean, you know, it's funny, like, how they talk about, like, oh, like, places won't film, because, like, Teresa, da-da-da. And, like, you know what? Yes, Teresa went to jail. She committed, like, a white-collar crime. We have no problem bringing back... Kim D, who's has had people murdered in her car. Wait, but I like when they said like when I think of people, places won't let them film. I don't think about like because Teresa went to prison. I think about because there were so many years where things got violent at every event they went to. I think about both. Okay. Oh, I never. It never occurred to me the prison thing. No, I think the prison thing is also a part of it. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I think well, the Teresa most... got violent <laughs> in this episode. Okay, but I think the most interesting player in this is Dolores. Because, like, her mannerisms when they're at Posh with Kim D, she's just, like, cool as a cucumber. Oh, yeah, and Siggy's, like, hooting and hollering, running out of Posh screaming. And, like, I wonder what's going through Dolores' head. She's, like, really leaning into, like, whatever act she's doing. And I don't get it, but I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's go to... The dinner? The dinner. So, well, the lead up to the dinner is before Melissa and Margaret had like a business meeting. Where like, Melissa's sort of going to become an intern of Macbeth. Yeah. To I like mean, help I look at shoes. Like, yeah, it's like, Margaret will be her mentor. Yeah, wonderful mother. That showroom. That's, like, if that showroom is in New York City, baby? I think so. But, like, none of it's real, as we heard from, like, Margaret's... The stories we've read about Margaret. It's all a house of cards. <laughs> Vineyard Vines <laughs> is here to collect. Yes. Um, okay. So let's go to... So we're going to Italy, baby. Which Zia Melissa has never been to. Zia Melissa inviting everyone to Italy at this, like, nice sit-down dinner. They're all like, oh, we're so happy to be made up. <laughs> what, what kind of Zia... Has not been to Italy, is my question. I don't know. Well, she's not Italian. Yeah, is she, she is. Is her family? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Okay. She's married into an Italian family, we know. Yeah, it's yeah, weird yeah. that Joe's never brought her, but I think Zia Melissa might not be Italian. Mm, I beg to differ. What was her maiden name? I'll look it up. But okay. you, you bring up what's going on at this dinner. So We take a turn. Zia Melissa... Right after Zia Melissa invites them all to Italy, in like such like a weird haphazardly way, mm-hmm. Siggy and Dolores have to mention that they go to Kim. They went to Kim D's. Oh yes. They went to Posh, and they're going to walk in the fashion show for charity. And this, the walk in the Kim D Posh fashion show, has been a storyline since season mm. two. It's one of our go tos. It's great, but like. By the way, Melissa's last name is Marco. Polo. Yes. Melissa and Marco. So, like, what is that's Italian? Probably. I don't know. I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, let's get back to um, yes. <laughs> um, they they announced that sh- that Dolores and Siggy are walking the fashion show. Teresa is 
insulted by this. And Melissa's especially insulted by this. Mm-hmm. And we get the flashback. We've seen this flashback 25 times on the show. And every time they show it, I always like either say it or mouth the words along to it. Where the guy's like, uh, a little gentleman's club. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then ZMLS says, Dolores, you don't live in Switzerland. You have to pick a side. And then Margaret like says something about Hitler. Oh my god! And Siggy is like, "What?" It was because Siggy says something about like I oh, yeah. when I'll decide my friends by how they treat me. me. And Margaret, I think, twisted that around yeah. and like she was specifically talking about Siggy being Jewish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because she was like, Hitler wouldn't have killed, killed me. me. <laughs> Does that make him a good person? Um, and then. Dolores says, and they're talking about the allegations about like mm-hmm. Teresa sleeping around with someone, maybe. Yeah. And Dolores says, Teresa, if it's true. And Teresa goes <laughs> off, grabs her wine glass, and turns around, turns around <laughs> to aim and throws it. <laughs> Taking a page from our mother, Leanne Locken. Yes. And things, okay, there was a series of events where Dolores stood up, everyone else stood up. Danielle had a shit-eating grin on her face. The line in the sand has been drawn. Have a nice time, ladies. <laughs> I wrote... That was, like, my favorite part. I literally, was like, I have that in caps, and then I wrote, why isn't Danielle a housewife? <laughs> <laughs> it's in caps in my notes app as well. <laughs> and then they decide, Teresa decides she has to go to the fashion show. And then Danielle says, we're going to go in like Charlie's Angels, Plus one, and the plus one's Margaret. <laughs> yeah. And, like, beautiful performance by all the MVPs. But, like, Danielle really... It's like, this all could be transpiring, but Danielle's the one who's, like, putting the signature statement moments on it. Like, what you walk away from thinking. Yeah, it was... I was gasping for <laughs> air when um, Danielle was talking. Like, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> At all. Yes. Okay, and it also seems as though we're going to be in Italy for a quick second, have a finale party, and then the reunion will be here maybe before even 2017 ends. Yeah. I mean, good. I know. Could it be that they learned a lesson from Dallas? Yeah. Um, Or just mistakes of the past, to be honest. It's like... Keep the ones that work long and then make the ones that don't work short. But I, I wonder, like, I, I don't think they filmed for a shorter amount of time. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. I have no idea. I would love to know. Yeah. But. Let's get some invoices around that, too. Mm-hmm. Let's get a start and end date from whatever production company does Jersey. It's the weird one that I don't remember the I'm name. I'm sure we could probably, like, do the math. Maybe I will look into that before the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, let's go into our Freak of the Week. Um, I had a lot of problems with this. Yes. It was the Kardashian Christmas special, which is not something completely new, but they have reinvented the formula. Yeah, so the Kardashian's Christmas special used to be, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, it used to be a situation where they would be sitting around sort of looking back on like their memories of mm-hmm. the year in like a funny... Nice clip show. They'd be like in pajamas, on a couch, Christmas trees in the background. Could very well have been filmed 
in July, but it didn't make a difference. Right. But like the point was it could have also been filmed like yesterday. Yesterday because of like that's a quick sort of turnaround. This Kardashian Christmas special had a whole effing plot that bugged the shit out of me because they were doing all sorts of Christmas activities, but like it was obviously three months ago. Yeah. Well, also, there was, they did speak about something. Oh, yes, I know what it was. When Kim went on the Puerto Rico Relief telethon mm-hmm. as like a quick aside, that was back in like September. Yeah. So, like, that totally took me out of it in terms of, like, oh, we're having our Christmas party next week. Like, let's have a showcase showdown of gingerbread houses or something. The gingerbread houses in August, like, all of that bullshit. It bugged me to my core. And then we had Colton Haynes' husband, like, putting up Christmas trees in the foyer. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's go back to the old formula. Or just do it like every other effing reality show does it. The other thing that was brought up in this household... Kylie's nowhere to be found because she's like pregnant, right? Probably. Like that's why she's not filming with them. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, do I not care anymore? I know. Like about, like, I think I'm. You're not one of those people though. What? Who are like. No, 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 no. It's like, I have cared about the Kardashians, like been into it. It's not like I'm not caring. Like, I hate these people. It's like a not caring, like. Wow, I think I'm like, it just doesn't interest me to keep up. Well, you know, like, if it's on, and it's Sunday night, and that's what I'm doing, like, I'm fine with it. Yeah, and I like, like, I like checking in with, like, Kim on Snapchat, Courtney on Snapchat, Chris on Instagram stories. (laughs) Like, that's about it. Mm. I'm not, like, in, in, especially after this crap. Like, we don't have Christmas in New uh, Roni until like the summer. Yeah. And it's a relief for us. And it's us. fine. It's like Christmas in July. Yeah. Do it that way. Okay. Make the Kardashians great again. The queen. This is all you. This is all. This is 100%. The queen. Mama. Pa, pa, pa. Perfect illusion. So Miles Tanzer had an interview with the new king of pop, Nico Collins. Well, who, technically the old king of pop. He's been around in our lives for like over a year now. Yeah. Uh, so, from the fader, Nico Collins. About a year ago when Lady Gaga had announced her song was going to be called Perfect Illusion, she had two or three weeks before she dropped the song. All that there was was the title. My sister always joked with me, like, sometimes your voice sounds like Lady Gaga's. He said, I don't really hear it, but okay. But when I saw the title, I was like, Chels, let's make a fake Lady Gaga song. Chels, is that her name? Yeah. And see if her fans will buy it and think it's her. We pulled out a guitar and thought of every Gaga cliche that we possibly could have. Then I made a track with the same chord progression as Bad Romance. That's how we we wrote Mama, Ba Ba Ba, Perfect Illusion. So if y'all like, if y'all are new to this... Dan has been obsessed with this fake Lady Gaga You song, haven't? Which is, it's catchy. I'll like catch myself listening to it. But like, I swear when it first, when he first discovered it, we went on like a trip to the mall in New Jersey, which was like an hour ride. And we must have listened to it like 40 times there and back last fall. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's a deserving queen for this particular broadcast. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely in my top 20 most played songs of last year. Beautiful. It's a hit. It's a smash hit. It's a hit. And then apparently he he wanted to recreate the magic with a rumored song that she performed at some point called Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which I don't think has the same magic as Perfect Illusion, but it's still like, you know, kudos to him. Are you going to play us out with that? Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll wrap the show up with this, but I think that's it for this week. Yeah, so um, go join our new Facebook group if you haven't already. It's a it's a wonderful time. Get the conversation started. Um, post along post along with us. You can go crazy too. You can go crazy too. Um, you can find us elsewhere on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, you can call, call us. us at seven one seven four seven freak. Leave your thoughts about like anything you want. Just keep it good. Yeah, and you can write us a review. It's free. Costs zero dollars for you to go and do that. You, you want to hear? Okay, this is before we end. You know, on Riverdale, you know, you know the little bottom thing. Yeah, and it says like use hashtag Riverdale for a free emoji. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not free for you. Those emojis just come up when you tweet something. Yeah, but it's like, might as well. Yeah, but you just sort of did that. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Brendan, where can we find you online? Um, you can find me tweeting about Ann Curry at not Brendan. Be sure to tag him at like 5 a.m. in the morning if something breaks. Yeah. Ann Curry related. Ann Curry news. And you can find me at, I, at IDKIDK. So like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Matt Lauer sucks. Let me, let me freeze and retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. chain inside a vacant little room felt like a prisoner of his discretion i couldn't breathe my lungs were captured by the fumes my mind was in the arms of his possession Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.